As someone who's outside all summer, I found myself needing a way to protect and nourish my skin. And then I found the perfect solution, Blissomo's Photonic Light Shifting Solution. Photonic is an SPF 30 broad spectrum facial sunscreen and moisturizer, perfect for all skin types. With its tinted formula, no greasy shine, and organic herbs, my skin stays healthy and glowing all summer long. Photonic, where sun protection meets skin perfection. Visit Blasoma.com to get yours today. Hello, hello, friend, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. So I have a Facebook group that is free to join. It's over at misskatehouse.com slash community. If you haven't hopped in there yet, we have over 200 goal-getting women who are choosing to live by design and not by default together over there. Um, We would love to have you join us. But the reason I bring that up is because as these incredible women are joining the community, I have a series of questions I ask, one of which is, is there anything heavy in your life right now, whether that's emotional, physical, mental, emotional. Um, It's a question that allows me to know what is on your heart, what feels heavy and difficult and challenging, um, and allows me to create here on the podcast and over in the LBD Collective to serve you even better. And the way that our community responds to this post or this question fills me with so much gratitude because women are so open and so vulnerable and so honest in these responses. And I keep them completely confidential. I'm the only one who sees them, but getting to know what is on your heart is so incredibly valuable and it allows me to start to see patterns. And so there are a number of different topics that I have seen mentioned over and over again. And one of those is imposter syndrome, this idea that, um, that you're going to be found out that you're not enough. There's actually a really great definition from betterup.com. They say that imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like quote, a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. And I have seen woman after woman share this anxiousness and this feeling of imposter syndrome as they've responded to this prompt in joining our Facebook group. And so that is why I have invited today's guest, Marissa Redder, onto the show because she is an expert when it comes to imposter syndrome. So she is going to give us a working definition for us. And then she's going to really walk us through three ways that we can get rid of imposter syndrome, three ways we can release the feelings of overwhelm that often come with it. Um, And these were I found these to be very insightful and also very action-oriented, which you know I am all about learning, deciding what of what we've learned works well for us, and then putting what we've learned into action. And so I am so grateful to Marissa for joining us for this episode and for helping us create content, for helping me uh, serve you well, for helping me um, in an area that isn't my area of expertise. That's why I love this world of podcasting, because I get to reach out to women whose zone of genius is different than my own so that they can serve and educate you and me right along the way. So I hope that this episode speaks to your heart. And if imposter syndrome is something that you identify with, I hope this episode is permission giving for you. I hope it's confidence building, and I hope it gives you um, permission to really start making some of those internal shifts so that you can release those feelings of 
of anxiety and you can start to really celebrate your wins along the way. And friend, if you love this idea of being in community with other women who are choosing to live by design and not by default, who are choosing to live with intention, who are choosing to lean into joy and gratitude, and most importantly of all, connection, connection to self and connection to a community, then I would love to invite you to my group coaching program, the LBD Collective. I've shared about it many times on the show, so you know already that we meet twice a month, once for a coaching call, once for a journaling evening, um, but it is just a really like a very special time that we get to come together in this sacred community and learn and reflect and implement together. There's something really powerful about being in a group of women that chooses to uplift and encourage one another. Um, I'm sure we've all been in situations where maybe an all-female group hasn't been super supportive, but the women in this community, I mean, gosh, they are like at the heart of everything I do. They are so life-giving. I'm convinced that the collective is the only reason I survived last year. Um, they gave me a reason to show up and create and learn and teach. Um, and that was such a gift to me in that season, but I get to, it's co-created. I learn just as much from our members as I hope they learn from me on our coaching night. So if you are ready for this to be the year where you start investing in yourself again, where you start showing up for yourself, um, then I would love to invite you to join the LBD Collective. There is a link below to join or just go over to misskatehouse.com slash LBD Collective. All right, let's hop into the show. Hey friend, and welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. By day, you can find me living in small town PA, married to my college sweetheart, and leaning into motherhood as a stay-at-home mama to my two little boys and two pup dogs too. By night, I pursue my personal sense of purpose, which is to help as many of us high-achieving, goal-oriented women live by design and not default. As a certified behavior change specialist, health coach, yoga instructor, and top 3% global podcaster, I'm perfectly poised to help you ditch those feelings of overwhelm get unstuck and take aligned action so that you can go from trying to learn all the things all at once to being focused, action-oriented, and making weekly, if not daily, progress towards your goals in small, sustainable ways. Because that's the secret to seeing big shifts over time. Together, let's explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. There's seriously nothing I love more than being the voice of a friend in your ear, to be the mindset and self-love coach who believes in you and knows that you're worthy of pursuing big, audacious goals. And I'll always be here as an unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. Hey, Marissa, welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I am so, so excited for this conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to getting to chat with you. I know it's gonna be so much fun. Poor Marissa. I had to reschedule on her not once but twice because our kids, like my kids have just been sick constantly this year. And luckily she is a fellow mom and she understands. And so magically all five of our children are otherwise occupied and they are healthy and we are ready to rock and roll. So Marissa, for anyone who's tuning in and maybe they aren't um, listeners of your podcast yet, or you're, they're new to your world, will you share with us a little bit about who you are and what you're all about? 
Absolutely. So I am Marissa Rader. I am a farm wife and a mother of three girls who are three, six, and seven. And so we are busy. And luckily today was a rain day. So my husband was home with the kids. And we're just, we're in the thick of planting season. We're about to get started. And once that starts, we don't stop for a while. So this is this is working out great. I, the stars are all aligned <laughs> for us to have this conversation today, but I am a life coach and a former teacher. And I use my teaching background to just really help business owners get their, their lives not balanced because I don't necessarily believe in a work-life balance, especially when you own your own business, but to get rid of that overwhelmed feeling of trying to manage all of the moving pieces all of the time and so once I started doing the life coaching for business owners, then they started asking me business questions. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't know all of these product-based business questions you're asking me. I've never made things at my kitchen table. I've never done vendor events or markets or any of these things. And so I actually started a product-based business myself back in October and it has taken off. And so now my husband and I joke that my hobby has become two full-time jobs. <laughs> and now I'm also offering business coaching for, for women entrepreneurs who create physical products in their house. So Oh, that's incredible. I love how you have been able to take the things that you are naturally gifted at to refine them further with your own education and your own training, and then to be such a gift to women. And, and I love that you talk about this idea of overwhelm because we talk about that a ton here on the Live by Design podcast because we're all about living by design and not by default. But a lot of times we get overwhelmed and it's so hard to move into that like living by design feeling or the action that it requires because we're just, we're stuck in the overwhelm. And so I am really excited for this conversation. And specifically, I invited you onto the show to talk about imposter syndrome. And I was actually telling Marissa before we hit record how so many of you, when you join our Facebook group, which has over like 160 people in it, friends, if you're not in there yet, misskatehouse.com slash community, hop in there. And there's a couple questions that folks answer as they join. And so it's like, what's your favorite length of a podcast? Because that's just good for me to know, right? And, and then I also ask if there's anything that feels heavy for you right now to carry, whether it's emotional, mental, spiritual, and you can always not answer. That's always okay. Um, but the responses that I get in there are so valuable because it helps me know what should I be creating for you on the podcast? What should I be sharing and and hopefully providing resources for? And time and time again, imposter syndrome has come up. And I was like, I need somebody to come on the podcast where this is their area of expertise. And Marissa, I know that this is something that you are so passionate about sharing on and helping women get that, like, get unstuck, right? Like, let's get out of the yeah. overwhelm. <laughs> Let's move past the imposter syndrome. And so can you tell us a little bit about your own personal story with imposter syndrome? I know that yours felt maybe flip-flopped from a lot of us. And so I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that. And then I know you've got three amazing steps for us today about how to really to move past that uh, that imposter syndrome feeling and give yourself permission to move forward. Absolutely. So when I was growing up, I really took an interest in athletics and sports. Things seem to just come really naturally to me in that. And that's a place of insecurity for a lot of people. But for me, it was like I would step on a basketball court or a volleyball court and nothing, like everything would disappear. And I knew what I was capable of. And I was going to go out there and I was going to do my best. I was going to be my best. And 
that's all that mattered. And so I grew up in this, you know, feeling of just confidence and knew my abilities. And I worked so hard at them and I spent so many hours that I just had this confidence about me that when I stepped on a court, I knew I was going to perform because I, that was what I was living for at that point in my life. You know, <laughs> hello, WNBA, five, six, Marissa, you know, call me up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was not ever really going to happen. But in, in, in an eight-year-old's mind, you know, the dream is there and then you work at it. And so when my sports career ended after college, I was like, now what? Now I have to actually go out into the real world and do real people <laughs> and that was when my imposter syndrome started kicking in. I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career. I didn't know what I wanted to even go to college for. Like all I knew was that I was good at sports. <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously I knew I had other strengths and things, but I was was really unsure of how to show up in the world using those strengths and what would be a good fit for me. I had this desire to be a business owner, but I didn't know what kind of business or how that would play into things and started working in an after school program and guess what I was good at that I was good at working with kids I was good at forming relationships with the parents there I started managing the after school program so my confidence boosted in there so what did I go to school for took a year and a half's worth of my college and narrowed it down and got into the elementary ed degree and got it done like just as fast as I possibly could because as soon as I know I want to do something I'm going to get it done kind of person <laughs> and so I started struggling though with that idea of I'm not as good as these veteran teachers or I'm an only child. So I honestly was not around a lot of little kids growing up at all. I was around a lot of adults, but here I was getting an elementary ed degree because I just felt really called to do that at the time. And so the imposter syndrome started kicking in and eventually I was able to overcome that in my career, but then I became a mom and then the same thing kind of happened there. And then I started my own business, um, working with teachers and creating teaching resources. And then it kicked in there again. And so I was like, okay, this cannot be a cycle that I keep doing. <laughs> How do I get rid of this? And so that was when I really did a deep dive into like, how do I keep this cycle from perpetuating my entire life. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so powerful because with that that first step is always creating awareness, right? Around it like, oh, I now have the awareness that this is imposter syndrome and it it's keeping me from from feeling fully alive or it's keeping me from pursuing these things or it's keeping me from just enjoying the experience of it. Yeah. And so, I love that you're like, all right, I have the awareness and now I'm going to claim my agency. And I'm going to do something about it. And I am so excited to dive into these steps with you. So I know that your your first thing when you talk about imposter syndrome is this idea of that very few, like there aren't very, there are very few ideas that are new. There we go. Words are hard. <laughs> so can you unpack that for us a little bit and tell us a little bit more about that and how it relates to imposter syndrome specifically? Yeah. So we think about how many books have been written on certain topics? I mean, goal setting or habit building, or just, I read a lot of personal development books if you can't tell, but there's so many different people's take on the same idea. And I, I always take bits and pieces of it. And the funny thing is, is something that I've noticed now is when I'm reading these books, these authors are actually referring back to other authors. So I'm reading a book about building habits and sustainable change right now. And he references James Clear in it. And his book that he wrote about habits, because he is a guru in it, but that didn't stop this author from then 
taking this information and adapting it and changing it and making it new from his perspective. Mm. And I've read all of the books that this guy references and none of the books have spoke to me the way his does. And so um, that's something that my brother-in-law kind of led me to was the idea that nobody's idea is just like completely brand new, you know, Mm -hmm the rollerblade came from the roller skate, you know, and yes. like all these different things, like a motorcycle came from a bike, you know, somebody's original, which came from a unicycle, like all these things. <laughs> like when you think back, they're all connected, you know, the light bulb came from the fact that we had electricity and, you know, all these things. So cool. We have this great big idea, but that doesn't mean that just because somebody else has touched on it or taught mm-hmm. on it or is even an expert in it doesn't mean that you aren't going to add your own insights and your own twist and spin on it and share it in a way that resonates with somebody else that maybe didn't resonate with the last person that they read a book by or listened mm-hmm. to a podcast on. And so you have to keep showing up and you ha- can't give into that imposter syndrome that, you know, well, somebody's already done that. So I can't, mm-hmm. you've got to get that mindset out of the way because nobody's done it the way you're going to do it. Nobody said it the way you're going to say it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the most important pieces right away is to first get the idea out of your mind that just because somebody else has done it, you can't do it. Mm, I love that. And it's so permission giving, right? Whether it's a business owner, which is the community that you serve, or it's a mom, like the example that you gave, right? Like you have kids and then you start looking outside and you're like, am I doing this right? Like maybe that person knows what they're doing. And like, you know, and and it's so permission giving to be like, okay, like I am the only me that there will ever be. And like, I'm going to do it my way. Absolutely. Well, even just like the whole motherhood thing, it was so after my second child was born, she was about nine months old when I started my business. And I remember spending my nap times hustling. And then I would hop on social media and I would see all these other moms that were, you know, holding their babies for nap time and just taking care of their houses and their family, not just, but you know what I mean? Like they felt called to be a stay at home mom and they had zero ambitions of being a business owner. Like their sole purpose was they want to be a mom in this season and that's okay too. But for me, then I started questioning like, well, should I put this off? Should I wait until my kids are older? Do I need to wait until they're in school? But it just kept coming back and being laid on my heart that now is the time. There is never going to be a good time. Now is the time. And just because somebody else is doing it one way doesn't mean that the way I was doing it was wrong. Mm, I love that. There's this blog that I follow called Cup of Joe. Back when like people used to read blogs, like that was like my very favorite blog. And her blog is still amazing, by the way. And her name's Joe. And I read, I took a deep dive into her motherhood articles when we were trying to get pregnant with our first And I read this one article where she talked about this and she said that her go-to line is good for her, but not for me. And that I was so grateful to come across that before I had kids because that has been so helpful for me when I have those moments of like, am I like, maybe me, like you start to question yourself, like or second guess yourself and good for her, but not for me. And and I love that you touched on to this idea that, you know, it it was placed on your heart to pursue that at that time. And I can absolutely identify with that. I personally have had like maybe four or five times in my life when I've been like, okay, universe, I'm listening. Like where this thing gets like, it feels like it's like placed on your heart to pursue. And then like you, 
you keep seeing things in the in your day out in the world or you hear it on a podcast or you read it in a book or something like that and and it just reaffirms that desire and so i love that you touch on that and that idea of like listen to yourself right and and that's actually what brings us perfectly to your next suggestion for imposter syndrome this idea of quieting the noise which i am all about so can you tell us more about that Absolutely. So what I found was, like I said, like with my imposter syndrome as a mom, it was coming from seeing other people's highlight reels on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat stories or whatever mode of social media (laughs) I was consuming that day. And so I had to get really purposeful with how I was using my social media and who I was following and what I was doing. And if it was triggering imposter syndrome for me and I wasn't showing up for myself or my business or my clients or my family because of something that I was doing or seeing on social media, I got rid of it. So I went from having like over 2000 friends on Facebook down to under a thousand and I unfollowed every single person on there that wasn't business related because when I logged into Facebook, I only wanted to see the business stuff. And the same thing goes with Um, We talked earlier about how a lot of times we get told, like, you need to know what your competition's doing Mm -hmm. in the business world. Like you need to, you need to be up on the trends and where the direction that your industry is going. And so you need to follow along with these other people. But sometimes we find that with posture syndrome, if we aren't in a place where we can separate Mm -hmm. what they're doing from what we are doing in a healthy way it's best to just get rid of it off of your newsfeed altogether. So if you make candles and you're following somebody who's been making candles for 10 years and you've only been doing it for three, you're comparing apples to oranges. It's not even the same thing. You know, if you're looking at your product photos and you're following somebody who was a professional photographer who started this other business, your photos are not going to be the same and that's okay. That doesn't mean you need to run out and hire a professional photographer or learn how to become a professional photographer on top of what you're already doing. But imposter syndrome will kick in and it'll tell you those things. And you need to be able to quiet that noise and identify and be like, nope, this is this is not my reality that's talking to me. This is imposter syndrome in my brain and I need to be able to turn it off. And if it needs to go as far as purging your social media content, like get rid of it. It's okay. Not all of it, but the stuff that is triggering it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That idea of you and I were talking before we hit record this idea of like the grass being greener on the other side. And I feel like social media can be so triggering for that where you know, and, and we forget that it's a highlight reel, right? That from, from in general, uh, and we forget that like, you know, they're, they, everyone goes through hard times, right? And you don't know what yes. they're not sharing, right? And maybe they only share a certain portion of their life, right? And you're not seeing the whole picture. And I love this, like, again, permission giving of like, if it's not serving you, if it's not supporting you, um, remove it. <laughs> and like, yes. well, and I think people are, the pendulum like tends to swing as in everything that we do in life, but on social media now it's about becoming more real and more raw and sharing the behind the scenes and what's actually going on and being more authentic and things like that. But I've actually found with talking to my clients that that's almost worse Mm -hmm. than just seeing the highlight reel, because when it was a highlight reel, we could just that's the highlight reel, you know, Mm. and now we're getting these behind the scenes of what they're actually going through. And people are sharing their stories of trauma and things Mm. like that. And you're like, 
wow, I'm not going through anything like that. And I'm still struggling to show up and look at everything they've got going on and what they're mm. doing. But what we don't see in the, a lot of these stories is that they've got a team of six people working for them and they've had their business going for 10 or 15 years prior to this. You know, they didn't wait. And a, a lot of us, you know, right before the pandemic is when we started these businesses. So they were baby businesses and then the world shut down and now we're trying to grow them. And so the people who were established before that happened exploded during the pandemic because they already had the street cred (laughs) that people were looking for. And the people who weren't quite there yet, it was slower because it was like, oh, you you didn't have the authority as as a business owner to keep showing up in that space and build the traction. And so I think that, you know, you just have to be really mindful of what you're consuming and how it makes you feel. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you should unfollow everybody you disagree with or, you know, whatever, like you do need to learn to, you know, manage all of those feelings as well. But if you're in a place right now where you're just like, Mm-mm, can't do it, get rid of it. It's fine. Yeah, I love that. I heard this one episode of Brene Brown's podcast, and this must have been like actually early on in the pandemic because of the example that she was giving. And she made this great point of saying like, just because somebody else is going through something really difficult it doesn't discredit the difficult thing in your life. Even if she was giving the example of like, it was COVID. And so she was like, well, there are people out there who are like passing away from this virus. Um, And her, one of her children felt really guilty for feeling disappointed that they couldn't go to their high school graduation or their college graduation or something like that. And she was like, no, like it's valid. You're allowed to feel upset. This is something you were looking forward to. This is a big milestone. Um, and it's okay to, it's okay to hold space for both of those things, right. To, to be so upset about, um, and feel the feelings of what was going on in the world at that time. And also to, to be okay with the fact that you were upset that you were missing your graduation. Right. And yeah, it's a really interesting landscape to navigate for sure. Um, yeah, what a wild world we live in. I love that we're so connected with the internet. I mean, you and I would never have met without it, right? And yes, we got exactly. You guys didn't hear us, but we got on the line and we're like, oh my gosh, we have similar tattoos. Our kids were basically born at the same time. Like our our stories are so aligned. Um, and it's just such a great reminder that like we can go out and we can seek the good parts, right? We can find the connections yeah. and and find the people. Not only I love this idea of like purging the people that you know, that you feel less than, or you're falling into the comparison trap, or it's triggering the imposter syndrome. And then my challenge would be to find people who lift you up, right? Like find the people that you're like, yeah, this person really inspires me or like, oh, this person's in a similar season. Like it might be fun to get to grow alongside them at the same time. Right. Well, I'm so grateful for these first points for imposter syndrome. And I love your third suggestion because I think it's really where the confidence comes from, which feels like the thing you need to squash imposter syndrome. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So for me, anytime that imposter syndrome kicked in, what did I do? I hustled (laughs) and I squashed it by building my confidence in it. And so for me, especially in the business world, there's so many things to learn and you're at least I expect myself to learn it just at record pace because I want to scale just as fast as everybody else says you can scale, right? I mean, that was that was how I started it. But what I found out was that, hey, this is a whole nother podcast topic, but um, 
after our first two were born and I was pregnant with my third, I was burned out. I was burned out on teaching. I was burned out on my business. I was burned out on hustling. I was like two months away from giving birth. And I was like Googling uh, rehabs for pregnant moms to go to because, you know, I was so exhausted. I just didn't even know what to do with myself at, the, at that point. And so that was when I had to take a step back and say, okay, what's really important? Like, what are my priorities right now? And so as I was growing my business, I was able to solidify like, okay, what's priority right now in my business? What's my priority right now as a mom? What's my priority as a wife? How, you know, I'm an only child. So what's my priority as, as a daughter and helping my parents as, you know, I'm, we're navigating all the things that go on in life as you get older, you know, and stuff. And so I realized that I was not an expert at any of these things. These were all brand new things to me. And so what did I have to do once I knew what my priorities were, then I could do the research and I could gain the confidence in those specific areas. Those are my target areas for that. I know that you love to talk about goal setting and different things like that, but that's essentially what I was doing. I was prioritizing what my goals were going to be in each area of my life because I knew what I was doing then wasn't working. And then that kind of transferred over even after I learned to squash imposter syndrome, you know, most of the time it still kicks in every now and then, but now I can say, get out of here. Like I know what it is. I know how it presents itself in me and I can tell it to get lost. And it usually does. (laughs) But I also, I, I had to work on my confidence. And so Where was I feeling inferior to like those social media posts? Um, Mel Robbins is great at explaining this. So you have to go and check her out. But she says that jealousy isn't a terrible thing because what it does is it lets you deep down inside know what you're feeling lack of in that you see in somebody else's life that they have. And you get that twinge of like a little bit of jealousy tells you it's maybe something that's more important to you and you're not making it a priority. And so that's kind of how I, how I result of getting over the imposter syndrome with it is just really being able to prioritize, do the research so that I feel confident enough in whatever area it is that I'm working on. And then, yeah, I use it as a superpower instead of letting it like drag me back down. (laughs) Yes. I love that. What I hear in your story is that you just keep showing up, right? You just keep messy action, right? Messy action. Before we hit record, we we should have been recording, I think, because we were talking all about like done is better than perfect and messy action and just giving yourself permission to show up imperfectly, right? Like I'm sitting here right now, I've got a mom bun. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm not wearing a bra, (laughs) like, but I'm here recording this episode, right? And messy action, I think it's, I've talked about this on the podcast so many times, but Ed Milet has this line of imperfect action beats perfect in action every time. And I'm like, 100%, and Actually, in my group coaching program, the LBD Collective, we studied Mel Robbins' five-second rule last fall. Um, we actually did two months on it because that, that book was – it's so amazing. Friends, if you haven't read it yet, you have to go get a copy. Um, and she talks about how confidence comes from taking action, taking courageous action. Yes. And I think so often we can get stuck in our heads, overthinking, in the imposter syndrome – And the thing that we need to ask ourselves is just what is the next right step? And I love the suggestion of yours to become the expert, right? Like do the research, listen to a podcast episode, get a book from the library. If you don't want to purchase it, or it's not in your budget, it's totally okay. Like go online, YouTube it. Like there's so many resources that we, that we have access to because of the internet, right? So 
give yourself permission, become that. I like to call myself an expert researcher because Marissa, we are totally like bosom buddies, like from afar who found each other. Cause I am constantly reading books on growth when I'm not reading like Sarah J Moss. <laughs> and like, I love to just, I love to learn and I love being an expert researcher because confidence really does come from that. It comes from being like, oh, I've learned this and here's what I learned. And here's how I, I thought about it. Here's how I implemented it in my own life. And it gives you that courage. But I, I talk about this on the show too, sometimes where like the first time, I don't know about you, Marissa, but the first time I sat down to record a podcast episode, one, I was alone. So I don't know why I was so nervous, but it was like, it was so important to me. It was on my heart to do. It felt so important. And I sat down to record and I remember I was like shaky. I was sweating I was, and I'm literally sitting in my basement by myself. <laughs> like nobody else was there, but that was my first episode. And so it was new. It was kind of scary. It took courageous action, but 200 and something episodes in the confidence has come by showing up imperfectly and by just doing the dang thing. And sometimes we have to show up and we have to, you know, mess up our words or words come out weird. And you're like, I don't know what that was, but I'm going to keep going. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's how we build that confidence. So I'm just so grateful to you for for walking us through these steps, because I think it's so important. I, I think we can listen to podcasts and we can be really inspired, but I love, I'm so grateful for, and I just love having these, these tangible things that listeners can be like, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell myself like, nobody's done it the way that I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell myself to quiet the noise and take the action steps required. And then I'm going to tell myself to become an expert. And and lean into those things. And, and the cool thing is once you you do that and you look up a month from now, you look up six months from now, you look up a year from now, you can be so far in that amount of time. Yes, absolutely. Um, the book that I'm reading now, it talks about building habits and making change and how to do that. And he talks about how like those little tiny action steps are what gets you in the end result to your goal, to the habit that you're trying to build. And the same thing goes in business. Your success is completely contingent about the action that you took a month ago or a week ago or a year ago. You know, if you looked at your website the first time you sat down, you're like, I don't know how to do this. I, I will tell you, I bought a WordPress website my first mm -hmm. time around because I knew that was like, that was going to be what I needed eventually. Bought it, returned it all. Like call them, <laughs> buy it all back for me because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I could have just walked away and been like, well, clearly I'm not smart enough to figure out a WordPress website. So I probably shouldn't be a business owner. But what <laughs> I do, I went and I started a Weebly site because it was drag and drop and I didn't have to code a single thing. And I didn't have to really know what I was doing. Yeah. And I ran that website for a good six months before I had the revenue to pay somebody $600 to build my <laughs> own website, which... <laughs> wasn't anything spectacular, but it was on WordPress and it was in the right direction, you know? And so it's just, it's funny to me that that one step, I could have just been like, nope, I, obviously mm -hmm. this is not for me. And I would not be here five years later mm -hmm. telling you all of these things because I would have just been like, well, I guess I meant to be a teacher my whole life yes. in a kindergarten classroom with boogers mm -hmm. wiped on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. And if, if that's not the thing that you feel called to do, I mean, that's what we're all about here is living by design and not by default and how beautiful that you gave yourself permission to say like, 
teaching was great for a season, but it's no longer that thing that's on my heart. I'm going to transition to this new thing that I feel so excited to pursue and serve. Um, and I'm going to, I'm not going to know what I'm doing when I get started, like, but I'm just going to keep trying. I think there's such a difference between seeing, we talked about this in the collective recently when we talked about growth mindset and instead of seeing a roadblock, it's just like a speed bump. It's like, okay, this isn't like the end of the road. This is just like a minor inconvenience or a minor thing I need to navigate around or ask for help or whatever that looks like. Um, this idea that like, just keep showing up and just keep moving forward. I love that. Like from the book that you're reading, like we talk about consistency compounds, right? It's these little actions that we do that accumulate over time. Well, yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, Marissa, I could talk with you all day long. I'm like, at some point, I guess I have to end our time together, but (laughs) I am so glad that we are connected. I'm so grateful to have you here on the show and to just connect with another mom, another business owner, another woman who's fought through these feelings of overwhelm, which I totally identified with in different seasons of life. And this idea that we can give ourselves permission to to do it messy, to take courageous action, and to just give ourselves permission to use your steps to to identify the imposter syndrome and get ourselves to a point where we can notice when it happens and then be like, see you later. Okay, bye. (laughs) So thank you so much for that. And I know everybody is listening and they are like so excited to hear more from you. So I know that you offer goal setting strategy calls. Like you said, we are all about goals over here. So can you tell us a little bit about your goal setting strategy calls? Absolutely. So something that I've noticed with the women that I'm working with is they come to me and they're like, so I have this goal. And it sounds like it came, it's like marketing jargon that came out of some brochure that some company wrote for them. And I'm like, that's cool, but that's not really a goal. Um, (laughs) And sometimes, you know, we either think too small on our goals or we have this really big goal and we're not quite sure how we get there. Like how do we break it down into simpler steps? And so what I started doing was these goal setting strategies with women. So they can come to me. It can be, I am a certified life coach and I do the business coaching. So it can be in any realm of your life. Basically it can be, you know, momhood goals. It can be business goals. It can be how to merge the two together. It doesn't really matter. I, I will walk you through exactly how to like mind map it out We'll get you started with a complete plan that will take you from A to B in your goal setting and we'll make it as small as we need to and actionable to make that big goal really a reality for you. Oh, that's so amazing. And Marissa has been so sweet. If you use code live by design, you'll get 15% off of that offer. So thank you so much. I'll be sure to drop a link to that below in the show notes. And I know that you also have a quiz that you recently created. So will you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So first off, um, anybody else listening used to love the quizzes inside the the magazines, you know, as a kid where you like circle and then you figure it out and you're like, oh, I scored a, you know, 89 or whatever. And then yes. told you what kind of house you were destined to live in. Or <laughs> so I've been obsessed with quizzes since, you know, middle school. So it's like, I should build one for business owners. And so I've recently done that. And what it identifies is what your next step should be. So, you know, it ties in that imposter syndrome and it'll kind of identify based on the answers you give, you know, are you in a place where you just need to get started and you need to start taking messy action or have you already done that? But now you're kind of feeling like your growth has plateaued because, you know, you've got so many moving pieces, you're struggling to keep up with them. So now we need to hone in on your systems or maybe you have really good systems in place, 
but you're still feeling overwhelmed. And so no matter what stage of business you're in, I give you resources, um, free resources, podcast episodes, blog, you know, blog posts, all the things that will fit whatever stage that you're currently in and kind of give you the first steps of how to scale from wherever you're at. Oh, that's so incredible. Marissa, I'm just so grateful to you for, for these incredible resources and just for sharing your knowledge here today. So uh, speaking of Instagram and connecting with people and following people who lift you up, I have a feeling that some of our listeners are like, yes, I would love to follow your journey. So can you tell us where are all the places we can connect with you online? Absolutely. So I pretty much have all the things you can come <laughs> find me all over, but Instagram's the one where I hang out the most and pay the most attention to. So it's at life coach underscore Marissa, and you can find me and my farm life and my multiple businesses. Cause I'm apparently a serial entrepreneur now. So <laughs> yes, once the bug bites, it's hard. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time, sweet friend. I'm so grateful that we're connected now through this beautiful world of podcasting and just so grateful for the way that you show up and you share in this world. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad I could be here. That brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope you're walking away with one action item that you're going to commit to implementing in your own life starting today. And speaking of implementing change in your own life, if you haven't already joined our free Facebook group, I would love for you to become a Live by Design podcast insider. You can get in community with other goal-getting women over at misskatehouse.com slash community which is linked to below in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to subscribe to the Live by Design podcast wherever it is you tune into your shows. If you've enjoyed three or more of these content-packed episodes, I would be so, so grateful if you do me the favor of opening up Apple Podcasts on your smartphone, find the Live by Design podcast with me, Kate House, and leave a five-star rating for the show and a simple one to two sentence review. This is the kindest way you can thank me for hosting the show week after week, totally for free. And in doing so, you're actively helping me grow our community of women who are choosing to live by design and not by default. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, friend. And when you're ready to go to the next level, my website, misskatehouse.com, which is linked to below, holds everything you need to know about my one-on-one coaching options, the LBD Collective, the Pursue Your Purpose Masterclass, my upcoming summit, and even a bunch of free resources like the all-time fan favorite monthly habit tracker, which also comes with intention setting and monthly reflection prompts too. I'll be back in your earbuds again soon. And until that time, spread some joy, make someone smile.